Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Inject It Podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hi everyone, how's everyone doing? Hi, I'm good, I'm good. Welcome everyone. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and use the hashtag yep, Injected Podcast on Twitter. Yes, please. Yeah. Mm. Oh, how's everyone doing this week? Um, this clocks went, did they go forward? forward back something happened and we lost sleep that's all I know because I'm a bit something happened and we lost an hour sleep I'm feeling a bit out of sync okay. I think it went backwards I'm not feeling out of sync but that might be because I was I stayed in bed all day Sundays um, but <laughs> um, but no like I what I'm quite enjoying that it was light when I left my house and it was light when I got yes. back home. Like, I'm, yeah, I just feel like, I don't think, because, like, they they keep saying that, oh, they're going to stop doing this clocks going forward and back, but I don't think they can for our for our country. I think it has to, I think it has to keep doing it. But because why? literally, Well, no, because if you think about it, you know, like, last week, it was dark when we were coming home. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it has to go forward so then, because then it, then we just get a bit more daylight in our working hours and in our kind of operational hours. But like, I think what they want to do is just not not turn them back again. I think that's what it's meant to be. Can they but, not just keep it like how it is now and not change it ever again? Well, yeah, that's that's what they keep saying about, oh, they're not going to change them. I think it's meant to, like, they're not going to change them backwards, um, mm. basically, instead. But um, but I just, I don't know. I feel like, because it, it kind of gives you, like more daylight hours because when it goes back it's because it gets obviously when it starts getting darker Mm. um late like earlier you just get that little bit more sunlight again and I just feel like it's just so depressing when it's just dark all the time or when you're outside in the dark but just having that little bit extra sunlight even for a couple like a couple more weeks yeah I feel like it makes a difference you know what I've realized as well is like how important the sun is because even today Mm -hmm. just in the morning it being bright in the evening it being bright I'm just like oh my god I've been missing out on this for like about six months because we mess around with the clocks like I'd rather just you know enjoy the sunlight but it hasn't been because they messed around with the clocks. No, and the <laughs> it's weather. the way our world works. <laughs> yeah, huh? and that. And the weather as well. It's... The weather <laughs> in the winter. No, but like, but the sun's always kind of been setting like that because of where we are positioned on the globe. Not because of Would global you... warming. I don't understand. I don't understand. Is <laughs> is where we're positioned on the globe because of, um, with the seasons. But it's not, it's not like so it's more kind of that's why it goes like that with the time because of where we are positioned to the sun so when we get closer to the sun when it's coming to our spring summer time we get more daylight hours because we're angled closer to the sun now I'm so confused I I forgot how all of this works how planets work Uh, how the earth and the sun and the moon works (laughs) <laughs> uh, you need to go you need to go back to your science lessons mm-hmm. um yeah that that's what it is it's not really um global warming as such obviously global warming is messing up our our seasons but um mm. but like our uh, but the uh, from what i know the earth has not changed on the axis like it hasn't tilted in any different ways <laughs> <So, laughs> 
in its hmm. orbit of the of the sun for 365 days so yeah <laughs> right <laughs> hmm. insightful um but yeah but um yeah <laughs> mm. but i am enjoying the fact that i've seen more daylight today um even though like it was weird because it's like i woke up i saw mm. the sunrise took a picture of it it was really nice and yeah. then um you know went to work been in a good mood um because i had a nice day sunday i had a nice weekend and i saw family on saturday nice. i've been in a good mood to as soon as I step into my workplace, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I get my mom texting me saying I got a parking ticket. And I'm like, what? Mm. I'm trying to work out when this parking ticket was from. And then realizing I did not receive this parking ticket when they apparently gave it to me. Being confused because I'm not parked on a double yellow or anything. I'm literally parked like every other car down the mm. road. So I'm just really confused as to why I've got a parking ticket. And why someone took it off my fucking car in the first place? Like, what the hell? Yeah, that's really um, frustrating. That's, yeah, that's really annoying that someone took mm. it off my car, so I didn't, so I didn't see it. Like, um, for me to contest it at the time, and then, and then if I have to pay, I pay. But like, so now it's just a bit annoying. So I have to kind of call up and be like, look, I really didn't get any of these tickets, and I didn't get any notice mm. until this letter. But. um yeah, but I have to see see what they say, um, which is frustrating. Mm, yeah. yeah, and then for the rest of my day to just be like mm, flat because I just I just I'm just not feeling like yeah I'm just not my mood just was not reflected in the weather, which is really sad. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but positive vibes though, yeah. <laughs> Actually, can I say um, so? Something I've been watching. Um, so I found out that Karamo from Queer Eye has his own talk show, mm. and literally all last week, that's all I've been on YouTube. I've just had his talk show on, and oh my gosh, it's so good! It's so nice. good. It's so much better than Murray. So much better than Jeremy Kyle. Like he actually just helped people. And like, as into the point, like when he says he's going to help people, he brings people back on when they've managed to get, like mm. get to the next step in their journey. And, That's and good. I remember one of the girls was like, one of the girls, she was like, you said you were going to help me, but I didn't believe you <laughs> when he, when he brought her back on. But um, yeah, it's actually really good. Yeah, um, I watched one episode and it's like, it is good. It's like good reality TV and mm. it's not like trauma porn, like how some of the yeah. bloody Jeremy Cole episodes can be. It's actually like exactly. therapy. Yeah, and he actually kind of, yeah, therapy, exactly. He actually like mm. offers therapy to, to people and like literally offers to help people and and actually tries to get people is like okay so right now what is the next step for us yeah. to get to healing you know like say if like say if like the people like say if like parents are just arguing and then there's children in the middle mm. and then like he's just like okay look we're not getting anywhere what what can you can you do xyz and can you do xyz just so we can get to the next step of healing like and it's just like yeah. wow it's, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, he's good at what just, he does. 
He is. He's fantastic. And as well, his story is so interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he, um, cause he has two sons and basically, so his son, he didn't find out about his son until his son was 10 years old and he got Aww. backdated child support checks. And oh basically gosh. he, um, he had had his son when he was 16. Um, so is he gay or is he um he's gay okay he's gay so he basically so he had a high school girlfriend and then um basically he came out two years later um Mm. as gay but basically with um his family um, the girlfriend's family um hid the pregnancy and wouldn't like and basically didn't want anything to do didn't want him anything to do with the with the child or anything and mm. they kind of kept her away so he didn't know he had a child That's <laughs> at so all bad though it, that they asked yeah. for like the arrears of the like all the back payments That's yeah so bad. um yeah but then he got custody of his son mm. um so he got custody of his son when he was 10 and then um and then um, shortly after that, he got custody of his son's brother as well, um, mm. and so he ra- he raised both of them. But like, they're, but they are all, but they're all on good terms with with their mother as well, and stuff like that. Mm. So they're all on good terms and stuff. And he knows that it wasn't her fault. The reason why, um, mm. the reason why, like, um, he couldn't be involved in his son's life and stuff like that and um but yeah but like the story is so interesting and then there is an episode where um he brings his son on because to talk about addiction because basically he Mm. he had found his son um trigger warning he had found his son kind of like um almost he had almost overdosed um and stuff and and found his son and stuff and yeah and it's just like yeah just crazy and how and how he was just like I'm trained in this and I didn't know what to do in that moment like he was just like I mm. didn't know what to do like he was just kind of shocked and he was just kind of like he just didn't expect it to happen to him and to his son and his son was very good at kind of kind of hiding it in a sense but mm. yeah um scary but yeah crazy crazy but um yeah his story's so interesting and the show is so good guys find him on youtube (laughs) yeah i need to watch some more like it is good from what i've seen um madness anyway but yeah i just wanted to update you guys on that uh yeah yeah. what what have you been up to this week so i i've read this book or i I listened to an audio book and audio books i've realized are now my thing like i just got through a book in a week and i would never read Mm -hmm. that quickly (laughs) or these days i wouldn't read that quickly um but it's kind of a basic book i don't know if you heard of it it's called a kaigi i think it is or a a kigi it's like um on it, the cover like I've seen it so many times and I saw it and I was like okay I'll listen to this because I see it everywhere and mm. um, it basically is like a concept in Japan um, which it, like the book looks at how Japanese people have the longest life expectancy and mm-hmm. it like I think Akagi itself refers it says online it refers to a passion that gives value and joy to life so it looks at why people in Japan live so long and Mm -hmm. what some of the sort of like things that you can follow to extend your like life expectancy and some of those things kind of surprised me like one of the main things was 
that a lot of the people that live long, they don't actually ever retire. But I'm guessing from from kind of listening, I'm guessing that they have jobs that aren't like strenuous. They're not grinding well, until death. Because what I thought as well was that kind of the life expectancy in Japan is starting to get shorter because of like city life. Whereas kind of like in rural areas and villages, mm. with, um, it's a bit more like longevity um, just yeah. because you're not in those inner cities. That's from what I've I've read before, but maybe I'm, I could be wrong mm. though. Um, well, there's a town. Yeah. Um, this, it's an island off of Japan. It's called Okinawa. And oh, in yeah. this location, people live 10 years longer than people in the Western world. So it's this specific mm-hmm. town where people live like really long. And in the book, it speaks about how um, people in this town, there's no like public transport. So people walk everywhere and oh, there's wow. like, a sense of community. People look out for each mm-hmm. other. Um, and some of the other things as well, I've got like a little image here some of the things that help you live longer is like a sense of belonging is having Mm -hmm. a purpose and um kind of like a drive behind the things that you do so you've always got that I think that's maybe why they they work so they have something to like wake up and look forward Mm -hmm. to doing um and then moving around like you live longer if you you are active um Mm -hmm what else family time also eating not until you're full but eating until you're like 80% full because if you're constantly eating and overeating um, until you're like full your body's constantly working to like your digestive system is always on the go so I think that's why people fast to like give their digestive system a break so like other mm-hmm. other kind of cells in their body can repair and do other things um so yeah, not eating until you're full and eating a lot of plants, eating a lot of vegetables and drinking wine rather than other alcohol. Like not many people in this town drink. So I just, I thought it's so interesting. I thought I need to share guys because we want to live long, healthy lives. <laughs> mm, <laughs> um, that does sound interesting. But yeah, it's interesting how in one little t- little town people can just live mm-hmm. completely differently to everyone else. <laughs> Do you listen to your audio books on Spotify? No, so this this was on YouTube, um, and it was free. Oh. So, oh, that's the route that I'm going down at the moment, looking for free kind of like audio books on YouTube before I start paying for like stuff on Spotify and Audible because mm. it's there. Yeah, I'm ready. Because to be honest, Audible is good because you can just have a subscription and it's like mm. ten pound a month, and you can download as many books you want, mm-hmm. um, and then. Um, because I used to listen to audiobooks and I basically I remember actually I was thinking about this the other day because uh, of a program we started watching but um <laughs> my mm. first audiobook I ever listened to I got a present from um like my my auntie and cousin and basically it was All American Girl by Meg Cabot and this is what got me into Meg Cabot books and I remember I just put I was just like oh and it was a tape so I got this tape I was just like oh let me put it on put it on and then I was just like I just had it on in the background I think I had to clean my room or something just had it on in the background oh let me just see what this is about Mm. and literally then I got I remember just getting hooked into the story just being like huh like actually (laughs) what what happened was is that just something happened and she was just describing her that she was just kind of she was just standing at like 
um, just stand, standing on the pavement waiting to cross the road and that there's a guy standing next to her and then all of a sudden he he takes out a gun and I remember just like stopping mid-track like gun? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> this was a, a children's book. I was like what? And then she and she jumped on the back and I was like hold on hold on I need to rewind to go back to the beginning <laughs> I was not listening properly. <laughs> but yeah like it was it was just really good. <laughs> And then that's what got me into Make Habit books. I've oh gosh, Make Habit, A one author. She's the author of the Princess Diaries. Um, yeah, and she Queen. like she has a lot, so many good um, young young adult books and teenage mm. books, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Which is why I just used to be reading all the time mm. <laughs> when I was younger. Um, but yeah, like yeah, just yeah. Yeah, sorry, but um, love- the, but yeah, like audiobooks, they're, they're all quite fun. But then I'm just I'm seeing them now, and it's just annoying. Say when like you've already you've got a hard copy of a book, mm. and it's like you just want the audio just so you can listen to it while you're reading as well. And it's just like, but you have to pay for the audiobook as well. And it's like, but I've already got this book. Like I'd, yeah. I'd like to just listen to it. <laughs> it's true. It's you true. Know. I've got so many books on like my bookshelf, but. I just don't like I've got time to like listen to things but I don't don't have that much time to sit down and read or I don't make much time yeah. to sit down and read because well, I'm but always that's the thing. doing things that's the thing with listening to stuff which is why this it's why I even got into podcasts anyway because yeah, you can listen to stuff while you're doing other things while you're at the gym and, yeah, and like, well, I would never listen to a podcast at the gym. I need Wouldn't something you? that's going to make me do I, something. Never, I do. no, no, because it's like I, I, I'm just I can't I won't be able to hear them properly. Like, oh, I, I just need something that's gonna that I need a beat so then I can like do whatever I'm doing to the beat kind of okay. thing. Okay, mm. um, fair enough. But um. Yeah, I can't listen to people chatting in my ear in the gym now. But I, I need can. it like I, it's like gossip. <laughs> like you're listening into someone like Yeah, but a like at the gym it's like while I'm trying to run, I can't at least I can't hear and try I can't listen and try and focus on breathing at the same time. Like that's mm. really difficult. Cause I literally as well, because I literally have to focus on actually breathing in the gym because I don't bring my inhaler anywhere. So <laughs> I don't do cardio in the gym. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but um yeah, so but I find that yeah, but I would like to like because yeah, because when you're listening to something, you can do that while doing anything. You can be washing mm. your dishes and just ha- listen to something in the background because that's what used to help me wash my dishes mm. like when I back in like, my old flat. Um thank God now I've got a dishwasher, but like <laughs> literally that that's just what would help me just get through washing my dishes. Um and just it helps me kind of clean in my room and stuff like that. I just ha- like I just could listen to people chatting to me and then feel like I'm in a conversation. But I would love I would love to just have more audio books um, mm. and listen to audio books as well. But then, but then at the same time, it like nothing defeats like kind of just having an, a good book and just like flipping through the pages and yeah, you know, I it's agree with that. It's just not having the time, not making the time. It's just really life mm. isn't fair. It'd be nice if I had time yeah. to just sit and read. To be honest, like I'm not even gonna lie to you because like 
when I start reading a good book, it's not about making time. It's like just everything else gets pushed to the side. Like <laughs> literally, like I'll just like, I'll do all of that. Like I'll, obviously I'll read, I'll do it on my commute. I'll do it anywhere. Mm. Like I'll, you know, but like, but then at the same time, I won't do anything else until I finish the book. Like I finish books so quickly mm-hmm. because I just don't do anything else. It's like, I think it's the same way how I binge watch things. Like I have to just binge watch it. I can't, mm. I can't just be like, oh, I'm going to just watch an episode here and then watch another episode. Too. I can't do that. I need to just like get it all out. If I've fallen asleep, mm. okay, fine. I fell asleep, but you mm. know, like I have to just, yeah. And that's another thing with reading. I don't fall asleep reading. Mm. I do every time. <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't fall asleep because I'm too hooked. It, like if I'm falling asleep, it's just like, I'm a bit bored. <laughs> like, mm. You know, I just haven't got into the story properly. But yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. You had a story about Ray and nephews. Oh yeah. So um yeah. So. I heard, and this was also on Shadeborough as well, which um, is good that they were sharing mm. it. But um, in London, there has been um, like suspicions over fake Ray nephew because um, people have claimed that they've been hospitalised. Well, people have been hospitalised, and I think it's from the mm. Ray nephew. And basically, that. Um, so there's tweets going around just uh, saying how that Ray and nephew thing is real. My friend had to come, had to come. My friend had to come my yard last night because he couldn't make it home. He's nonstop throwing up since last night. Probably going to have to spend the next 24 hours in a hospital. He said he had two cups with mixer and that shouldn't do that to you. So Jeez. like people just having like one, like a cup of Ray and nephew, one, one cup of Ray and nephew or a shot. And, um, they've been admitted to hospital um and like yeah so um so this one tweet said my uncle was hospitalized over the weekend he was drinking ray ray and woke up in a hospital from a coma hospital told him along with the alcohol diesel was found in his system like so this is was weird um yeah so i just i just wanted to flag this up because a, a few people have um had like sent it to me and mentioned it that we've kind of like be careful where you're buying Ray and Nephew in London um and of of course the rest of the UK I think just maybe just try and stick with buying from a supermarket um and where like you can see that the bottle is sealed because this is mad like that they've been tampering with Mm. they've been tampering with the alcohol and I'm sorry they really should kind of put this on the news because like how can this like there'll be so many tweets and saying that that that, like people that that people that it's got diesel in it like it's just it's just weird like this is i'm sorry in my opinion this is a terrorist attack because why are they lacing the ray and nephew with diesel like if they just wanted to like fob someone off they could have just put water in there and mixed Mm. it half and half with water but why are they putting diesel in the ray and nephew like that is just weird um yeah it seems like a hate crime there's something yeah strange about exactly um yeah but it's just a bit yeah it's just a bit scary but like yeah but a lot of people have been hospitalized so um maybe we need to stay off the rave for a bit um Mm. or like buy it from a supermarket um until they actually look into this properly because again like the fact that we're not really seeing it on the news is just is just really 
Okay, hold on. Ray and Nephew have um, actually commented on the Shadeborough post. It oh. says, Ray and Nephew is aware of a small number of reports on social media that counterfeit bottles of product may be in circulation, which we take very se- seriously. We took immediate... Sorry, I'm trying to... We took immediate action by reporting this to the police and the Trading Standards Authority. Ray and Nephew's product- products are created in compliance with strict health and safety requirements. We therefore encourage consumers to buy from reputable sources and to always look for the red tamper evidence safety seal, one mark for- of authentic Ray and Nephew, which should make a crick sound and breaks into several pieces. If you or anyone you know is concerned that they have purchased inauthentic rare nephew, please send this to Campari Group UK at the below address where it will be sent for independent testing and inform the police immediately. Um, Okay, so like, yeah, so rare nephew UK have have commented on the Shadeborough post. That's what they've commented. So, yeah. Hmm. But that that is that is terrifying. That's scary. Like that yeah, is look scary. Yeah, look yourselves, everyone. That is scary. Literally, yeah. So, like prayers with um people who have been affected by this, and um yeah, just it's yeah, just like be careful and guys, just buy buy from a supermarket. Don't don't even mm-hmm. bother buying from these corner shops at the moment because that like 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 you said it could be a hate crime because mm-hmm. that's that's weird you know um yeah. yeah and it's like out of all the drinks by Ray and Nephews it's just like exactly yeah, odd like you like there is like a demographic a demographic that drinks Ray and Nephew like kind of mm. you know like because it always comes out for carnival but there's a a small demographic that will drink it kind of all year round kind yeah, of thing you know yeah. so, it's true yeah so it is a bit it is a bit sus um, people just leave yeah. Caribbeans alone <laughs> huh? in this country in this country they're just trying to get rid of Caribbean people <laughs> they're poisoning us I'm a conspiracy theorist <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah just our, our thoughts and prayers on the people who've been affected um, and just yeah. hopefully like yeah people are okay um, mm-hmm. yeah Okay. Oh, the next story is not a nice one again. Um, so, oh, we we didn't mention this last week, so we'll mention it now. Um, the Met Police have been found to be institutionally racist, misogynistic, homophobic. A new report has come out. What a surprise! Um, yeah, and it says <laughs> the Met Police is broken and rotten, suffering collapsing public trust, and guilty of institutional racism, misogyny, homophobia. Um, and the re- report is by someone called Louise Casey, commissioned by the Met after um, the Sarah Everard abduction and murder. Um, and the report basically looks at awful stories about sexual assaults covered up, um, most of them covered up or downplayed, with 12% of women in the Met saying that they've been harassed or attacked at work and one-third experiencing sexism. Um, yeah, so... That London Londoners only fifty percent of them express confidence in the police. 
which is just so bad. Um, and yeah, this this report is just is is not shocking because like how many reports do we have to keep seeing? But it's it. What I find yeah. interested about this is now that they're saying that the Met Police is rotten to the core. It's like there is no going back. Like when something's rotten to the core, reform isn't yeah. enough. Um, so the the new Met Police commissioner has said <laughs> that he accepts like the findings, but he doesn't accept the word institutional like racism, misogyny, and okay. homophobia. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> mad. I'm sorry. He's trying to say. It's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to say it systemically. He like wants yeah. to have. It's kind of like when Prince Semantics. Harry was arguing about yeah. the royal family um, being racist, saying that they're not racist; they're unco- it's unconscious bias. I'm sorry. Let's not be doing words, uh, words, Riddles. mathematics, words, Olympics. Yeah. Like, it's, look, look, just it's institutionally racist that's it I'm sorry this woman cannot have come with a 300 plus page report (laughs) proving that the police that the metropolitan police is institutionally racist for you to be like no I don't agree with that word it's systemically racist no no Mm. and how does systemic racism come about mate from a racist institution so let's not (laughs) let's not be debating what words we think is a bit more accept a bit more acceptable let's not try and use these words to try and water down the problem the the report was over 300 pages (laughs) let's just call a spade a spade the police is institutionally racist let's just call Mm. a spade a spade we've been saying it from time yeah let's just leave it at that please because honestly (laughs) yeah like they are mad and I just like okay yeah like they've because they've really been trying to trying to um give us this narrative of oh it's not everybody it's not it's not the whole place now there is a report that is saying yes it is everybody yes a few that's actually saying cool yeah a few bad apples but but then proving the few bad apples rotten's a whole bunch. Like literally they're they're saying that. And the fact the things that I heard from that report as well, just about how like um Muslim officers having pork or bacon put in their boots. Um, mm. you know, how like women on the police force have been feeling like, oh, it's a boys' club and like, you know, and getting harassed in their workplace, you know, just stuff like that. Like, I'm sorry, this this is awful. Yeah. It's true. Um, and this guy, his name is, I think it's Mike Rowley. He's the Met, uh, Met Police Commissioner. This is his like response. So I'm accepting we have racists and misogynists. I'm, it, he also said homophobes, but he says, I'm accepting that we've got systemic failings, um, management failings and cultural failings. This is an organisation that needs to become determined determinedly anti-racist anti-misogynistic or anti-misogynist and anti-homophobic but then he says I'm not going to label um, use the labels of um, institutionally whatever because it's ambiguous and politicised but it's like first of all it's it's not ambiguous yeah what's ambiguous about (laughs) it and second of all politicised well yeah like any you, you come under the home office which is government department which <laughs> feeds into politics you know what i mean like what are you trying to say like policing isn't political like i'm i'm just so you know, confused like we our taxes Kalechi, go towards your wages like <laughs> sorry says something interesting where she was like where do you think the word police came from 
Oh, yeah. And apparently the Home Office is opposed to the idea of institutional racism. Home Office is opposed to everything. I'm sorry. The Home Office. Look, the Home Office is institutionally racist itself. Like, I'm sorry, because the Home Office is trying to deport people left, right and centre without and telling people that they can't come to the UK unless um, unless they come via a safe legal route, but not but does not want to provide safe and legal routes so like let's not bring the home office into this like the home office can shut its mouth over there because what the fuck are you doing like and I just find it mad how he wants to how can you like he contradicted himself because he said Mm -hmm. oh I can accept that that we're that that the force might be systemically racist misogynistic and homophobic but I can't accept that it's you know, but but then we are trying to be anti-racist, anti-misogynistic, and anti-homo. Like you're contradicting yourself. You just accepted that you are all of those things. Yeah. By then saying, oh, but this is we we are anti-racist, but but clearly you're not. You've been found to not be. So clearly, all the things that you're doing is not good enough. Yeah. Just like maybe just abolish the system at this point because I'm sorry, like it's not good enough. You've been, apparently you've been trying to do all these things, but you ain't been doing a good job. Honestly, he needs to be sacked because it's actually atrocious. After a whole report full of data shows you that it is institutionally racist, you can't be like, hmm, actually, Mm. I don't agree with that. I don't like that. It's like you need to go because people are dying, people are being locked up, people, (laughs) children are being harassed because of your officers, women are being harassed, and you don't see it as an Mm. urgent matter, you don't see it as a violent matter. You're seeing it as, oh, actually, no. No, I don't agree and, with that. And this is the thing: who is safe? Because you got you got marginalized groups who are within the police force who are not safe, and then you've got mm. all the large marginalized groups who are out in the public that the police are apparently meant to be keeping safe, and they're not keeping them safe. So what? What is it? Like mm. it's actually ridiculous. It's yeah, it is shocking. Yeah. Well, it's not shocking. No, it's not shocking. (laughs) But what what I find shocking is how he can respond and there's no sort of punishment for him saying... That's not even shocking, to be fair, because he works for Home Office. No, it's not. But it's just just one of those things that just shouldn't be allowed to happen. Yeah, what is mad about it is that, like, okay, you're happy to accept that the place is is systemically all of those things, but you're just like, no, we can't, Mm -hmm. can't say it's the institution yeah <laughs> and it's, it's like system, you just, but not I'm the sorry. institution <laughs> literally okay and i'm sorry okay a 300 plus page report 300 plus pages in a report and mm-hmm. the thing the hill that you want to die on is the is the choice of wording is is if it's institutionally or systemically like what at this point what is the fucking difference like at the end of the day like yeah like you know I'm sorry, it's the institution. It is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh gosh. And I, I don't understand why he wants to play these... Why Why do you want to play the word games? Like, what is mm. that going to change? It's not going to change anything anyway. Like, you know, just because... It's like it's like when um, white people don't want to be called racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's I like, might be I'm ignorant, sorry, but, but I'm not racist. <laughs> I might be ingru- ignorant. I might be giving doing some micro microaggressions, but I, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. You know, I might have said that your hair looks like worms, but I'm not racist. <laughs> 
Um, literally, there's so many things that I can think of examples of that. It's like, oh, this. I've heard before. Oh, um, his skin is so purple. It's like, but I'm not racist though. I'm not racist. It's like purple. What? I used to work. So you know, remember Marcel from Love Island? Um, I, I was working in Essex at the time and one of the women mm. that I worked with said that oh I've never seen someone's skin so dark before it's purple <laughs> oh gosh just casual workplace chat <laughs> oh gosh oh yeah <laughs> anyway but okay um Mm. But yeah, I'm sorry. No, they've they've. I was about to just make a joke, but no, they officially found that the that the police force is institutionally racist. Like I can't, like, I can't even be like, oh, but it's not racist. No, because the report the report says it is. So, mm. <laughs> and don't you find that hilarious that now there's a report that the police, <laughs> a 300 plus page report of the police being introduced institutionally racist, misogynistic, and homophobic, when um, Boris Johnson tried to give us a report. <laughs> just not that long ago, saying that the yeah. UK is oh not racist. Like that report was imagine. awful. <laughs> that imagine. was in response to Black Lives Matter as well and George Floyd's like the yeah. protest. <laughs> what the fuck? And how can we, three years later, now have a report that's saying the police at, at its core is institutionally mm-hmm. not just racist, institutionally racist, misogynistic, and homophobic? Yeah. The police are trash. <laughs> But that's what this it is. country's trash. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah. Another story about policing. Um, so this came mm. out today. So the police. Um, <laughs> I just can't deal with the constant reports. So there's another report showing that children as young as eight are being strip searched by police in the UK. Um, it's disgusting so some children have been strip searched the back of police vans schools and fast food outlets Um, over almost 3,000 children were strip searched in England and Wales from 2018 Mm -hmm. to mid 2022 3,000 yeah the report found black children were up to six times more likely to be searched than the overall child population. More than half of the searches took place without an appropriate adult um, adult present. Oh, the that's fuck? so bad. Yeah, which is a legal requirement. Um, and then also the data shows that 51% of the searches led to no further action. So there's just a disproportionate amount of searches happening for like they're trying to what are they trying to find because they're finding nothing I'm sorry because now there needs to be another report into the police as if the police is institutionally paedophilic Paedophilic. at this point because this is just disgusting because why is Mm -hmm. why are they so hell-bent on stripping children like what is it that they're looking for on children and to the point where half of these strip searches so that's so they're saying that three that there's been mm. three thousand children that are being stripped and searched half of these yeah. one thousand five hundred of these children are being stripped and searched without an appropriate adult yeah. like i'm sorry can we call social services on all of these police officers please like i'm sorry like this is fucking disgusting because like what the what the fuck like why and this are is children across the being country. stripped it's not just the met this is the whole country yeah like why why are these children being stripped why why mm. are you why are you why do you like 
what is it are you trying to find that you that you can't just like I'm sorry you can't even do like a pat down on kids anyway until unless there's appropriate adult around I'm sure but like why why do they need why do their clothes need to come off it's just horrific it's it's horrific it Um, is oh god and then okay so of the 3,000 almost 3,000 searches more than a quarter took place on children aged 10 to 15 the youngest was 8 mm-hmm. years old the vast majority That's were boys disgusting. 95% and black boys accounted for more than a third of strip searches oh mm-hmm. it's just it's oh it gives me shivers it's really it's awful. disgusting and and as well like and i bet you that all of these strip searches they did not call their parents before mm-hmm. and this is this is the adultification as well of of black children like that you want to treat them like they're adults when they're children yeah 10 to 15 the youngest being uh-huh. 8 years old that is fucking disgusting like yeah it is that disgusting. is disgusting like how tra- like why like why is the police here traumatizing traumatizing our children and humiliating our children like it's disgusting and like yeah. even when you when we heard of child Q situation where like they were they made her take off her pad and they made her oh they made God. they were they were making jokes and whatever saying that she stinks yeah, and whatever smelling. like yeah yeah how humiliating to a child and you, you've horrible. got her in that in that degrading situation like I'm sorry like can we can we also have a report into the police being institutionally paedophilic ped- now as well because mm. that is just fucking disgusting yeah and the minister for policing um, has said very often criminal gangs exploit young young people to transport drugs concealed in intimate body cavities. It's important that these searches get done to safeguard young people what cav- who may I'm be sorry. getting exploited. I'm sorry, at, so eight, that- at, at eight to fifteen years old, what what cavities are there? There's not that many. Like I know, like I know some some girls develop develop more and whatever, and like yeah, I developed a bit more. But what cavities are there to hide anything? Really, like, and it's, it's I'm, like sick. The it's biggest sick. gang is the police. Yeah, yeah. I just, I honestly find it crazy that that's their justification. It's like children are exploited, so we're gonna exploit so their bodies. Gonna exploit you. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna exploit <laughs> their children bodies. To see. So that that means we can exploit them too. Yeah, let oh. let them be exploited by the right gangs. You know, oh sorry, I, sorry, guys. Context. I did put my thumbs up, like as if this was like some kind of fun advert. Like disgusting, vile, <laughs> <laughs> and like so. Um, the I think she's the victim commissioner. She said some places are really not acceptable for strip searches, including amusement parks, parks, and takeaway outlets at all schools like it's just why are they getting searched in public places like strip search in public places like, yeah how how do you get strip searched in a takeaway shop but like, do they take them out the yeah. back like I, I really don't get it yeah it's so inappropriate no, that's disgusting yeah it's disgusting it's really sad Ugh. yeah too much we're anyway. spending too much time on the police <laughs> yeah can we have more reports into them please and let's just defund let's just dismantle because at mm. this point who are they protecting no one 
the Tories and their Christmas parties yeah. and their other parties, their summer parties. <laughs> Legit. <sighs> All of the lockdown parties, that's that's who they're protecting. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway, um, ZZ Mills. Mm. Mm. ZZ Mills has... ZZ Mills. <laughs> okay, like, look, we guys, we really tried with her. We did. Mm. We tried. Yeah, we, we did. We did. Like we, we were kind of. We, we tried to be like, oh, she's not. Mm. You know. You know. We tried to have. We tried to have some ups with with mm. ZZ Mills. We tried to have some ups with ZZ Mills. And now it's just, it's just, it's just no. Like our instincts were just right from the get go. Um, yeah, ZZ Mills. <sighs> we're we're not we're not. Yeah, we're not here for her. Like, let's just say it as it is. We're not, like... Yeah, like, I'm not here for anyone that platforms someone that's been accused of 20 sexual misconduct acts. Like, I'm sorry. I'm. Why Why do they, people like that need a platform? Mm. So just for context, she's on her YouTube channel, done an interview with Noel Clark, who is an actor who um, was accused of 20 sexual misconduct acts, which is just... And she, it's like she's trying to play devil's advocate. Like, oh, we need to hear all sides of the story. Um, Okay. One thing I don't understand with people playing devil's advocate. Why are you trying to advocate for the devil? Please. Like, Mm. can you guys stop? Like, you guys, I thought all of you are meant to be children of God. Like, why are you advocating for the (laughs) devil? Can we just stop that? Like, please. Can we stop that? Like, yeah. it's not every day doing work for the devil. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> it's not every like, day. Sometimes people who have been accused of things like this, very violent acts, shouldn't be, you know, platformed at all. Like, we don't need to yeah. hear his opinion. And it's just, it's very cheap. It's for clickbait. You want the views. You don't care about the victims. And it's, it's a sad message to send to women that have been sexually mm-hmm. assaulted and sexually abused like that men like this can just be on be on people's platforms talking about their side of the story yeah and, and disregarding disregarding the accusations like I, I'm just yeah. I haven't you watched know what? Just, it but just in yeah. response to what you just said there Diana just the thing is is that like you said why is it that why is it that we keep seeing the people platformed or the are the people who have been accused why is it always them mm. why is it always their side of the story that we're listening to why aren't we hearing the side of the story of victims do you know what i mean why aren't we platforming why aren't we platforming them like of course of course obviously um victims are haven't been named in this article for good reason for mm. good measure which no clock i'm sorry i watched i just kind of saw clips of the of the interview just in the shade borough um yeah and just kind of like it basically kind of went through and Noel Clark is there saying about how oh why is it that I um why is it that you know the articles they come to you and why why do they tell me usually they tell you oh uh get um um give us a response within two weeks or we're just printing it Mm. oh but they only gave me 24 hours why is that and like I know that's a fucking lie because articles they're not waiting two weeks to print something. If they've got Mm-mm. the news, they want to print it right there and then. They want to print it quick because they want to be the first ones to break the story. So no way is no article giving you two weeks to respond to something. Mm. 
actually like that that I know is bullshit um yeah and then he's and then he was there saying oh yeah they're dragging my name through the mud but you don't see them they're not naming anyone they're not naming any of them yeah because they're fucking victims why would they name victims yeah what the hell <laughs> for for you to threaten and for you to bribe them why why like for you to silence them with money with ndas all this stuff mm-hmm. why would they name victims for you to deny it all why would they name victims mate and as well i just found it interesting as well because from what i heard just from in the clips on the shade borough um mm-hmm. was like he was very much kind of on the lines of oh like it just was very like woe is me it was very much like he was there like oh he's the um, victim yeah because apparently he was he was accused of being a sex addict in this um in this um article and he was like i'm not a sex addict but is since when is that a crime and just he was there saying stuff like that and it's just like like with the stuff you're saying you're being very defensive (laughs) you're being very like defensive about everything you're kind of going on about how oh the police haven't questioned me and it's like well isn't that a fucking shame that the police haven't questioned you but doesn't that kind of more prove your power in this situation and the police are institutionally misogynistic we've just seen so like (laughs) (laughs) there you go it's all time together (laughs) and as well if 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 some of your victims are black, like they're also institutionally mm. racist, so they, they, mm. don't, they don't care about those victims, do they? Um, but like, yeah, 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 I'm just, yeah, and I'm just finding his attitude and the whole thing, like, it's not even like, you know, like say, it's not if, say if you haven't done something or gentle, yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no sensitivity about it. Yeah. There's nothing like, oh my gosh, like, you know. Like I really feel for these women, mm. but however, I haven't done this, or you know, this isn't something you know. Like, but there's nothing yeah. like that. He's not even. He's not even. Uh, he's not even completely denying things. And as well, the way no, he's, he's talking. Actually, let me let me kind of strike that in case you know. Allegedly, you know, mm. kind of. This is just all my perception from him talking. But um, one thing as well that he was kind of going. Oh, what was what was my trainer for? The way he was he was saying about how oh talking about um how he's never because you know some of the allegations was that he would send unsolicited um dick mm. pics and stuff like that and photos and stuff and he's like I've never sent anything that no one has wanted has not wanted to see but even that the way he's worded that as well there's a lot of men who would assume that that oh women would want to see their dick and they'll send yeah. it anyway and they could turn I've around and say like it's I've gross had, I've had, and it's triggering I've had someone <laughs> okay something that okay I'm going to tell you a story something that just like was really mad was that I matched with someone on Hinge mm. okay he asked for my Snapchat and this is the reason why as well like like back then I wasn't really giving out my Snapchat like that but then I just thought you know what let me just I'll just give out my Snapchat then gave up my Snapchat um, this guy did not have any conversations with me on Snapchat. But why? A Sunday afternoon. And like, I remember, and I know it was a Sunday. I know it was afternoon. I know it was like, you know, a weekend because I was with family because I was with family for like a child's birthday. Mm. I get a Snapchat from him. Open the Snapchat. Why am I seeing this guy's dick? I was just like, it is I Snapchat literally, where they do it. It is. Literally, I was shocked. 
I guess I had to get it off my screen quickly because I'm just like, there's kids around, mm. you know, and I don't even know who this person is. And I messaged back like, was, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Mm. And and I just kind of blocked him. And it's just like, to that guy, he would assume, he would say, oh, I didn't, I never said, like he could easily turn around and say, mm. I've never sent my dick to anyone who hasn't, who hasn't wanted to see it. He could probably just assume that I want to see it. But he hasn't asked me that question. So I'm sorry, no clock. <laughs> no clock, you yeah. you saying you saying that you've never said anything that nobody hasn't hasn't wanted to see. That that is that could be an assumption on your part. That doesn't even it's make you assumption. sound not guilty. Because there's a lot of men who assume you know, who just who assume who make up these vibes that they're getting from women in their head, make mm. up uh make up a flirty kind of persona, make up a flirty um atmosphere in their head, read the situation wrong, just think that all women want him, especially someone like him who is who is in power a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Make out that all women want him. So decide, of course they would want to see my dick. Do you know what I mean? So like I'm sorry, even him saying yeah. that doesn't make him not sound any better. But even if they were flirting, you still, there's the whole consent conversation that still needs to take place. Yeah, you don't assume any of that stuff. You still need to ask. You still need to like be in a position where you're both okay with it. It's not like, oh, let's just guess. We're flirting. So this person wants to see my penis. That's not how it works. (laughs) That's That's really not not how how it works. works. At all. No. (laughs) But he's even said, the reason I denied everything is because I think a lot of them are lying. Or I know a lot of them are lying. And there's a lot of things that are out of context here, which... Oh, out of how context. Do you know a lot of them, but even that... A lot of them. How, the fact how you have are to say situations a lot. out of context? Mm. Yeah, I don't understand. And then he's basically said as well, like, there needs to be... Um, there needs to be a distinction between the men that cross the line without realising it and the men that crossed the line intentionally but it's like at the end of the day whether it was intentional or not there's victims what you crossed the line yeah (laughs) the line was crossed and there's victims like even if you don't realise you're crossing the line maybe you should fucking realise you're crossing the line because I'm sorry if you you don't realise you're crossing the line I'm sorry that makes you more of a fucking menace because I'm sorry that's terrifying why don't you realise you're crossing the line why haven't you heard Mm. that someone doesn't want this why haven't you read the room that someone doesn't want this do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean that's even fucking worse that you don't realise that you've crossed the line like of course of course both are awful but if you don't realize that you crossed the line that means that you don't have enough sense in your head to read the fucking room and Mm. and to actually make that decision of oh maybe this person isn't seeming as into it (laughs) as i am that is terrifying and i do think a lot of men are probably in that bracket where they don't realize that they're overstepping the line so it's like if you're going to give every man grace that oversteps the line but oh sorry i didn't realize i did that then all of us will probably be in the same fucking boat like we're all just being harassed and oh it doesn't matter because you didn't mean it unfortunately most women and a lot of women which i really i really pray this will kind of end like with Mm. um kind of like generations to come but most women have had that where like there's a time when they don't really want to do something but it's kind of like the only way to get out of the situation is just to just kind of just be like okay fine fine whatever yeah and just to forget about it and like and that's the thing like this whole idea of 
unintentional, like men who do something unintentionally and a difference between men who do it intentionally. The men who are doing it unintentionally are, are usually the men who aren't reading the situation, aren't reading the mm-hmm. body language, aren't reading the sense that actually the, the mood has changed. There's been a shift in energy. And I feel like that is more dangerous of the sense that you're not even trying to read the situation. Like you're happy to just be here and use a woman's body to masturbate with. Like that, mm-hmm. and that is just disgusting. You yeah, know, and- yeah. That's I think as well, if you're not is. reading, if you're not reading the situation and if, I don't know, like you, you obviously, you don't have much self-awareness, but there's yeah. there's still consent. Have that conversation. Yeah. If if you think, oh, I'm check not the in. best at reading, but like, I'm not the best at reading people, but yeah, you check in. It's the safe you thing say, to do. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Can I do this? And like, that's another thing, like, because for me as well, because I, and basically I learned this kind of listening to Laid Bear, listening to Alonnie mm. a lot. And like, because I used to just kind of like whip out sex toys. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, okay, yeah, let's go. And um, and most people would just be, so like sometimes people would be shocked, be like, oh shit, okay. Um, mm. But then like, I realized that actually, maybe I should ask consent, <laughs> you know, before mm. I just, you know, whip them out. And, and that's something that I've learned to be like oh can I can I get this can I use this kind of thing mm-hmm. and I'll ask for consent before doing those things because that could be a shock to people some people might not be comfortable with it some people might yeah. feel a bit awkward do you know what I mean and if they do feel awkward if they're not comfortable with it maybe they're not the type maybe they're not the people for me so we can move mm. on from that kind of thing and it's like and that was something that I had to learn as well that actually consent mm-hmm. work, works both ways and consent yeah. works always and you do keep checking in like even like kind of like when I'm say where if I'm with someone I'll be like oh I'll ask are you okay I'll ask are you enjoying mm-hmm. this okay I'll be, I'll ask how are you feeling kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know because it's just like that that's how you check in you can check in in ways where it's not like is this okay can I do this like where it's not yeah. also awkward there's ways of it's checking true. in you know because I and you'll know from the response you get if the response is enthusiastic you know you're okay if there's no response maybe withdraw like take that as a no yeah literally and also if there's a power dynamic then you need to be extra careful and you need to be like yeah the person can consent but you need to also think about if this was to go the wrong way what could mm. happen? Like, if if they were to accuse you of something, even if you hadn't done anything wrong, how will it look on you? And it's like, he hasn't yeah. thought about that. He's just been, like, I don't know what he's been doing, like, just approaching any girl at any level in this, like, and, acting kind of area. Yeah. The juniors, and like, it seems like they're that, all juniors well, yeah, from what I hear. That's the thing. Because that's, that, but that's what makes it even more mad because it's like, okay, everybody to you is going to be a junior, Anyway, mm. And like anyone, so like you're just someone who's working in production, someone who's working in the film, someone who is auditioning. Like because another yeah. accusation were was that he would ask people for naked auditions. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like what? Like what do you have to say about that? Like what the fuck is that about? Gross. Like, and I'm sorry, you don't get you don't get the same accusation from multiple people. No, if it's not true. Like, exactly. 
so I'm sorry, like this is no Clark, no. And ZZ Mills, no, you shouldn't you shouldn't be I don't I it's like so I'm sorry, wrong. ZZ Mills, look, we we don't give a shit that cool, alright, um Yeah, whatever you you <laughs> I'm sorry, what did ZZ okay, so London Hughes called out ZZ Mills. Let me just mm. read <laughs> this interaction because it's bullshit um but so london hughes um called out zz mills um base and so um london Hughes said love you zz but this isn't it i'm actually shocked the dude has ruined lives not everyone deserves your platform um to which zz mills you know because she always knows best decided to say (laughs) did you did you tell gail king this or louis theroux or ross kemp when he sits down with actual convicted criminals who are in jail he hasn't even been asked to come in for conversation by by police which again can we just say that just because someone hasn't been questioned by police does not mean that they're not guilty Mm -hmm. it's Um, true my job is not um, so this is ZZ sorry carrying on with her tweet my job is not to sit down with people I like my job is to provide a space where people can speak freely and you as the consumer is free to make up your own mind London then responded respectfully Gal King and Louis Theroux aren't interviewing people on their own YouTube channels they're on television mm. they don't own the networks they don't get to make the decisions on who on who's on their shows They do the job they signed up for. This is your own personal channel and platform. This isn't the news or the BBC. You had a choice. You chose entertainment over morals. And I'm sorry, that Mm -hmm. is true. That's true. Yeah, I agree with her. Um... But then ZZ obviously always has something to say. She's like, if you think Louis um, Louis and Gail don't get a say, then okay. And it's just like... Yeah, yeah. I'm just like just yeah ZZ Mills this is this isn't it like it's not it and London Hughes had all the points there um and I'm sorry ZZ are you Gal King please (laughs) please are you Gal King let's not let's not go there let's not go there are you Gal King are you Louis Theroux no you're fucking not like I'm sorry you're you're not asking those those hard-hitting questions so no let's let's not (laughs) let's not yeah like the thing is she I, I get when she did say that thing about Louis Ferrou and Gal King I did think oh yeah like they do interview problematic people like murderers etc but it's because it's embedded into documentaries and docu-series it's not mm-hmm. because oh it's their platform and they're thinking hmm who can I get on who am I going to get views from who am I going to get yeah like what it's just because your name's attached to it your name's attached to your YouTube channel it's clear that you went out of your way to find this specific mm-hmm. person and platform them. And that's exactly. what's, like, problematic about it, I think. Exactly. And I think as well, it's also problematic. Her kind of turning around saying he's not even being questioned by police. Well, that's even worse then. Like, and there, since there when isn't... did we all love the police? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. But, like, but like, I feel like it's even worse because in that sense, it's like, okay... The police haven't started to take these allegations seriously to go and start an investigation. So that's worse. You can't just be like, oh, because the police haven't decided that they're doing an investigation, he must mm. be fine. Like, no, that doesn't mean he must be fine. That just means that they're not taking this this matter seriously. Because again, mm. we've just had a 300 page plus page report saying that the police <laughs> is institutionally misogynistic. So of course yeah. not. Like come on now and I, I just can't stand this rhetoric of as well oh we're just trying to tear down our black men no fuck it like I'm sorry one black man can do, go down I don't care mm. like it's not no 
no <laughs> let's let's not go there about trying to tear down our black men fuck fuck that he he don't need to be anything to do with our black black man like he can he can be a black man over there he don't need to be our yeah. black black man do you know what i mean like he can stay yeah. over there and if someone's displaying things like this like these really toxic traits it's like but you're not part of my community because my community mm-hmm. and the people that I want around me and the people that I want to see in the future and how my children's future looks like, like you're not, you're not part of that. Like you're not, Legit. you're not helping the group as a whole. Exactly. So why, why are you part of my community? You're not. You're not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like, yeah. <laughs> and we don't, we don't need it. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't need you. Like yeah. and that and that's and that I think that's really what the real thing is is that and it, this is what it always comes down to is that they don't want to be cancelled. <laughs> like, mm. And the thing is though, as a man, he's he's not going to be cancelled. Look, ZZ Mills happily had him on, <laughs> so he's not he's not going yeah. to be cancelled. And we said this like we I'm I remember we said this when the the news first came out on this podcast. We said that. Mm-hmm. Because I remember saying that, like, as a man, he he isn't going to get cancelled. Yeah, it's really regardless. Like, literally, it's just gonna it's gonna hurt him for a few years, you know. Just like Chris Brown, come back, everyone will forget. It's true. Yeah. So. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, oh, should we get onto some TV that we've been watching? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, so we have wanted to speak about you for the past mm-hmm. few weeks. Um, I'm sure everybody has finished part two. Mm-hmm. We've given you all time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go on, Diana. Thoughts? I just think Penn, is his name Penn Badley or something? I think he's such a good actor. Like I really, he, is. he embodies Joe. Like he he really, he does such he a is. good job with and, Joe. And I really hope that he gets, that he has a really good therapist. I really hope that he's yes. putting into himself after doing this role and, and stuff like this. And as well. Yeah. Yeah, because like obviously this, doing a role as mentally strenuous as this, mm-hmm. like definitely hard because obviously you really have to embody that character. Yeah. So I just, really yeah. hope that he's getting all of the kind of the the self-care and all of the like aftercare that is needed mm-hmm. when playing this type of role um yeah and i love yeah, how again. you is more mainstream as well like it's he's been interviewed i saw him on like mm-hmm. the one show the other day i think he, he's actually like he's making it over here which i love to see like when yeah. a netflix show can really branch out to like all audiences i love that mm-hmm. And I think as well because what's what's interesting because this season was based in London, like it yeah. makes sense for him to kind of be, yeah. you That's know, true. like I all into know, that. Yeah. Um, I didn't, even, <laughs> didn't even think about yeah. it. It makes so much sense. <laughs> um, so one thing, okay. So do you, do you want to give me any more thoughts or what you felt uh, watching it? I feel so, like I'm interviewing you, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm. <laughs> <laughs> there's just a lot like I really like I just love the whole monologue part of it where we're constantly hearing what he's thinking mm-hmm. we're constantly seeing his methods and his ways of working we're, we're seeing how like he's obviously got some like deep mental health problems he's a psychopath but mm-hmm. ugh, is he a psychopath or sociopath sociopath psycho- I think he's more is of a sociopath because he kind of well, acknowledges yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, he knows. But he's he doing integrates it. himself into society. Sociopaths mm. like can actually like be True. social. Yeah, 
Yeah, and he's, he's psychopaths very are meant to be well. erratic, but yeah. he's not. As much as like he thinks he's erratic, he's not erratic. Everything was yeah. very calculated. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So generally, like just the character overall, I just love it. This series, the twist. I thought it was really good. So yeah, okay. Like I'll agree with yeah. you. The twists were good because I did not guess them. Usually I guess. No, same. Same. And I did not guess them. So that's what like, okay. The thing is, okay, I'll tell you how I felt when we got the twist. I was very disappointed <laughs> and not disappointed as in because like it wasn't done well and the show wasn't good. I was disappointed because they tricked me so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. so disappointed that oh, this is actually the outcome. Why did I have faith in this character? Why Same. did I think, oh like, God. literally, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's how I felt. And which is why I must say, like, we have to give this, this season, we have to give it its props because literally it was just like, they had me yeah, and they had I'm disappointed me. that they had me. I'm disappointed yeah, by that. And I'm just that like, just oh. shows how great the character development was for each of the characters yes. that were alive. Because we really did think, oh, this group of rich people, they have such a lack of care for humanity that mm-hmm. they they will literally kill their friends and not care about. It. And we we believe yes. that these random this random group of Londoners are that like oh that's sinister that they'd kill their friends and when really yeah. it was him all along it's like oh but yeah the it does is, make sense but for fuck's sake <laughs> but then in, on reflection they were that sinister because the point yeah. that where his the, his um his girl the girl what was her name Kate or whatever Kate, yeah. um basic Kate to the point where <laughs> yeah she's a new basic Beck basic Kate English Rose to the point where she I'm sorry her ex boyfriend was murdered. Her um, yeah. her best her client who she was doing the art show for friend was murdered. Then uh-huh. her best friend being murdered. All of her friends being murdered. Yeah, for her to just blink and just be able to get on get on with Joe, yeah. be like you know loving him up, being like you are the only important person in my life. And like it's just like hold on, yeah. you've had all of your close friends be murdered. Your best friend almost was was almost married and all of her money taken from her by an awful <laughs> by an awful guy but you got you were just happy to stand by and almost let it happen like you didn't try very yeah. hard to not let it happen and yeah. it's just like it just shows that Kate is also very sinister and it shows as well like well and I found it very weird that she was very kind of like criticizing her dad Mm, same and same. criticizing her dad wanting to not be like him but was to exactly be like him exactly like him yeah. and to be like when her dad is dead oh he's dead now i don't give a shit <laughs> i'll just take yeah. over the company and, and i take all the money lie, i feel like this is a, a representation of what a lot of like middle class London liberals are like they're Definitely. like oh I'm doing all this by myself and they're like I care about people I want to do some like even though they're all from money yeah I want to help people and it's like you're from money your parents are paying for everything and mm-hmm. you're it's like you're very self-virtuous the things that you're doing are to benefit you and to make you look good mm-hmm. do you actually care about 
exactly like the communities that you you claim to care for you're hanging around yeah. with the same people you're living in the same circles exactly uh, yeah, it's just like you don't care like <laughs> how are you how are you disassociating yourself from your rich father who's clearly paying for everything how are you mm. disassociating yourself from that when you're still hanging around within within a rich circle like how like yeah. you know like you're you're moaning about your privilege but you're happily benefiting from your privilege regardless yeah, it's so true like benefit from your privilege with your chest like everybody else was mm. like like all your mates were like stop thinking yeah. you've got more character than them and feeling like you're helping more people when the person then the, when the person who you want to put on is your rich friend um you're yeah. like you know the person that whose art show you want to put on is is a rich friend who is plagiarizing all of his stuff yeah <laughs> from, it's true from from someone who was like all of poor. your friends are like your dad exactly <laughs> all exploiting people in some kind of way <laughs> there you go and like yeah i just found that really interesting another thing that i mm. thought was really interesting so the script mm-hmm. fantastic and the reason why i say this because um at the beginning of c of part two i said to diana i was just like this is really weird there's a lot of like general like generalizations from the character yeah. reese and basically i was like hold on so um there was a part where reese was there saying about how he grew up he grew up on a council estate in lewisham and how and like oh yeah when you grow up on a council estate you learn how to pick clocks and i was just like huh <laughs> Since when? Like, I'm yeah, sorry. Since when? I don't. I don't think growing up on a council estate is teaches you how to pick clocks. I don't. I, yeah. I was just like, that's a weird generalization. Also, another thing that I I thought of, Reese was kind of speaking in like a, a Hackney kind of East London yeah. accent. In a, it was fake. You could tell that it was kind of fake. Yeah. Put on and his slang was kind of fake. Like the things yeah. that he was saying, it didn't feel authentic. Yeah, and so he was speaking in this Hackney accent, but he's he was from Lewisham, so I was a bit confused by that as well. Mm. Like, and I and I remember I mentioned this to Diana. I was just like, apparently he's meant to be he's meant to be from Lewisham, but he's speaking in a Hackney accent. That don't make no <laughs> sense. And um, and just like I feel so proud of myself for kind of thinking of these things because yeah. then when you realize because as well even like the things that um reese would pick up on talk about he'll talk about peckham like he's talking yeah. about you know like these areas that everybody everybody's heard the names of mm-hmm. and like the whole time it's like this is just weird to so them when at the end the twist you find out that reese is a figment of joe's imagination reese is the manifestation of joe's dark side yeah it's like yeah. well that fucking all makes sense because reese because <laughs> joe being american will only know the stereotypes from of london life yeah. will just it's pick so up true. any british accent and just put it towards anything and, and what he's like, like studied and like focused on yeah exactly so and i was just like oh my gosh like the fact that the writers they they went that deep into it mm. like it's just like no that is that is actually genius and just i just and i feel like i'm a genius too for <laughs> picking it up <laughs> I think the twist as well with Reese being a part of him. I don't know if you've ever seen Fight Club, but it's like a similar twist, and it's like mm-hmm. the the main character has this friend that is always with them, like they're always together, uh, and he's yeah, bringing yeah. out his rebellious side, and he's bringing out his more masculine side, and getting him to challenge things. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar with this. It's like oh, Reese is bringing out a side of Joe unlike anyone else around him and then all of a sudden you find out oh you're the same person and it is a joke yeah yeah and i just thought oh that's so interesting like it's obviously been a bit inspired by 
Fight Club. Yeah. But it's made it, it's just different. It doesn't feel like it's a copycat because like the murders mm-hmm. and everything else, it just all, it all adds up. And it's it like, like what you were just saying earlier, it's like, obviously it was him because he's turned up and now everyone's dying. No one died before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, and that's the thing, like, and we knew that because why was it that it was always Joe discovering the bodies? Yeah, always him on his own. It was always him. And it was just like, why why else did he have an ear in his freezer? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. um, Yeah, so like, um, and I thought it was really funny with like, you couldn't guess the timeline. That was getting mm. a bit confusing, kind of with when um, when the, um, the girl found Marianne and stuff like that. Yeah, You, that's you couldn't true. guess the timeline. And yeah, just, and I was just like, the whole time I just thought, no, this girl is stupid. Just call the damn police. I'm I sorry, there's a girl in a fucking doing? cage. No, I'm sorry, like girl. this... This is bigger than you. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. matter like what Marianne thinks. This is bigger than you. Call the she damn police and act like and act police. like it wasn't you. Just do it like anonymous. Act like mm. it wasn't you. Um, if you don't see the police there, then go and get give her get her some more food, get her some more water. But like, just yeah. call the damn police. I don't like. I'm sorry, Marianne has been stuck in a cage without no food and water for how we don't we for God knows how long we don't even know. Yeah. So of course she's talking crazy. Of course she's saying not not to call the police because she's just like I've been in this cage <laughs> how long? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry. Like I don't know why she didn't call the police. That really did my head in, and it really upset me that she got framed for the murder of her boyfriend. I and. It yeah. also it doesn't it doesn't even make no sense like no, it, it was just, but then that even show shows how erratic Joe is and how and mm-hmm. he's always been that erratic but and he's it's always just, on the ball he knows what to do like instantly yeah. he's a quick thinker yeah but then as well like his thoughts aren't always don't always make sense which mm. which is kind of reminds you of love. Um, yeah, back in that's season true. three, which is like, I'm sorry, like I feel like Joe and Love, I feel like they were the true it couple. I feel like they yeah. were the perfect couple. They were perfect together, even though. Mm-hmm. But then again, like so, like how Reese was Joe's manifestation of his dark side. Love was a manifestation of his dark side as well. Like mm-hmm. Love, it was the mirror of himself that he didn't like to see, except for that, like he had to just clean up all of Love's mistakes because she was so erratic. Yeah. But then yeah. that that was just like a horrible kind of um, a horrible um, reminder of what Joe is like, you know, and that's yeah. what he didn't like about love when he found out that she was also a serial killer. It's true. And it's like, it, it kind of brings out like the topic of misogyny because it's like he, he had mm-hmm. so much hatred towards love for the way that she was doing all of this stuff. The exact same things he was really, doing. Yeah, but really it was him. Like, it was part him as well. But he mm-hmm. hated her so much for, like, for the mistakes that she was making. But he was influencing her and she was influencing him. Like, it's, it's yeah. you're a team. It's not just yeah. you doing it by... Yeah. It's not just her doing it by and exactly, herself. They were the perfect team. She was, yeah. she was just doing all the killings and he was cleaning it all up. Like, they were perfect. <laughs> you know, like... Um, but I feel like we needed this season to actually to hone in us to actually hate Joe like I really I really hate Joe now Um, you know I feel like the whole love debacle was actually kind of getting us on Joe's side because love was just like Mm. all over the place yeah but But Marianne and the Asian girl I forgot her name they've um, they're so likeable that it's like 
Joe has to like you can't like Joe after this. You, <sighs> no, you <can> <laughs> I was just I was just so upset that he was just like, oh, she's in jail. She hasn't spoken, and I'm just like, the, mm. what the the fuck about she's in jail? It doesn't even make sense. Like, I'm sorry, the police should like. I'm sorry, there would like it was in broad daylight. There'll be CCTV. There'll be something. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. Like, how how all of a sudden would she know how to slit someone's throat in broad daylight? Because the first thing an amateur would do would just be to stab them. You're you're not mm-hmm. going to go slit someone's throat. But didn't he set her up? Isn't that that what happened? Like he blackmailed well, no. her. Well, he slit his throat, gave her the knife just so her fingerprints were on the knife. That was it. But I feel like okay. that's too. But like it's there's there's not enough of the story just of her being mm-hmm. found with a knife and her like her boyfriend there yeah you know what I mean? even so why did she say oh um go and look in joe's like basement go and have a look because there's a big box in there there might not be someone in there now but like look at fingerprints someone was in there do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like why did she, she just didn't snitch she should have snitched more yeah but like all she was she she didn't because but the thing is like she didn't feel she could snitch because now she's just there with her boyfriend's dead body she's traumatized mm. right now and yeah. she's just terrified because now he's got away with it that's that's it but i'm mm. just i'm sorry i don't know i don't know why she was doing um you know those meddling kids i don't know why she was doing sort of <laughs> scooby-doo going back into his apartment are you are you fucking joking mm. look i'm this sorry silly. i'll just be like look the guy ain't here right now I got Marianne out. Fuck it. I'm just going to pretend and like, I'm going to keep my head down and live my life mm. now. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what are you doing back snooping in his house? And the guy yeah. had a camera the whole time because he put the camera up and saw himself. So, yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. It was but very frustrating. It's so good, though, because it, they've really brought it back because they could have really just killed it off with season four. But now it's like, no, we actually need another season. No, need... I don't want another season. I, I do. I want to know what's happened to Mariam and like what actually happens. Like... <laughs> Look, Mariam is alive and well. Just leave her, leave her like that. No, She's back in no. Paris with her child. We like, need to see I... the death of Joe. <laughs> Joe needs to die. As much as I'd love to see the death of Joe, like I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like... Because the thing is, I just feel like it's just going to be another cycle. He's just going to start... I don't know. I feel like he's just going to start hating Kate again. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But they're in this weird power couple relationship where he's like the stay-at-home dad and and (laughs) he's he's the house husband and she's Mm -hmm. the the boss bitch. And, you know, if he does something, they have people that will cover everything up. Yeah, very weird. But but it is weird. And mm. it's like, how is she just okay with this? Like, th- this is everything yeah. that you said that your father was doing that you didn't like, but, oh, it's it's cool now because it's Joe. And why does Joe deserve this as well? It's, yeah. it's just sad that he, like, he can even confess to her. So he, he loves her, like, in quotation marks, because she accepts him for his past. But it's like, why does Joe deserve but someone she, to accept him for the, his past but the thing he is doesn't. like she doesn't even know his full past she hasn't <laughs> even known him for that fucking long he, he didn't even tell her but then they <laughs> scraped it all from the internet like what how did that happen they only scraped it to out? love okay because they mm. only kept mentioning love yeah 
They didn't mention Basic Beck. They didn't mention Peach. They, they didn't mention about the those two um, our, our faves where they were stuck in the cage. <laughs> you know, and they had a whole story I about them. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> And what about all of the friends that he killed of hers? Like, you know what the what's fuck? wild as well? If this was real life and there's like friendship groups and like three of them have died before the age of 30 in like suspicious circumstances and they've been murdered, it would not just rich. be normal. Yeah, and they're rich. No. It wouldn't just be like, oh, we're moving on with life. Like, no. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, exactly. Or maybe it would. I don't know. Would it? Maybe no. it would because they're rich. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if like two of your friends... We're both no, murdered. Yeah, but we're normal people. They're rich though, aren't they? <laughs> but rich people aren't murdered all the time. No, they're not. But I'm just saying like, maybe they can move on quicker. Maybe that was what oh, right. the commentary was, that they could move on yeah. quicker because it's like, oh, whatever. But, no, but no, I don't, I think they would be upset. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Enormous. Yeah, weird, weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, fantastic. I don't want to see another season. Like, I didn't want to see this I season. Do. I want to um, see that. Deanna wants to, to see. Deanna wants to see the season. Um, mm-hmm. Episode eight, fantastic. I, I just will keep saying that episode eight was the best episode in the whole season. And I think it mm-hmm. was just amazing acting. Um, everything was really good. Um, yeah. 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 Um do you want to chat about everything else? Uh, have you We'll talk about a bit of Married at First Sight. Okay, I haven't talk- started watching it. Okay, so uh, there's continuous topics like it's still on at the moment the Australian one so I'll mm-hmm. have topics ready every week to talk about because there's <laughs> so much there's literally so much tea like it's so good um, but this is just one topic actually that I kind of noticed so one of the guys he's called Harrison and he's got m- married to someone I think her name is Bronte or something like that or I can't remember but the night before their wedding he stayed with a girl or a girl stayed with him and it's a girl that he's been dating up until the show and he said to her if things don't work out then um what when the show's done i'm coming back to you basically wait what so sorry he's gone and married at first sight but there's a girl he's been dating before the show yeah and he's been and he's been messaging her that he's going to come back to her if the show don't work out yeah, and they've been dating, dating, like they've been like sleeping with each other up until like the very night before the wedding. And what? <laughs> Why is he getting married to someone? The therapist found out about it and they were like, You're meant to be going into the show because you're ready to find the per your person, not not just like it's not a dating experience it's like you're committed to now finding someone as soon as you sign up to the show you shouldn't really be dating because you've got through or as soon as you've got through to this stage what's the purpose and he was like well I'm going to continue dating up until the show begins because I don't know if this person will actually be for me that I get married to it's called married at first sight (laughs) for a reason I know so if if you're not trying to get married at first sight like you can carry on being on the street I'm sorry this is like you know like this is like men with dating in general. It's the technicalities. It's the whole the loopholes. Like, it's the whole like, well, we're not in a relationship because we haven't said that we're in a relationship yeah. yet. It's that yeah. whole... <laughs> exactly. It's You're so looking to get awful. married. 
and the wife found out on the wedding day because one of her friends was like, this girl that I know contacted me and said that the guy she's been dating is going on married at first sight. And she showed him a picture and it's her husband and she kicked off at the wedding. And since then, they've just hated each other. Like, they, they just haven't been getting on at all. He's horrible. He gaslights her all the time. And, the fe- like, no one likes him. No one yeah. out of all the cast. No one really likes well, him. Well, they, they wouldn't because um, he's not even trying to be into the experiment. So No, no. Um, but definitely watch it. Like, it's so entertaining. But he... um So, essentially, he's 32 years old. And the girl on the outside is 20 years old. And I was wondering... He's 32 what- and she's 20. Yeah, I was wondering what you think about age gaps because I've just seen something else today. Um, and Arj from Towie, I don't know if you know him, he used to date Gemma Collins. He mm. is 30, how old is he? One second. He is 34 and he's dating an 18-year-old. Ah! Yeah, and he's... What? Okay, Arj, James Argent has travelled to what? Italy to meet his girlfriend's family. 18 what years old. Do you have to, what do you have to talk to an 18-year-old about at 34 years old? I don't know. Almost this 20 I mean. years younger than you. Okay, look. So, okay, my thoughts on these age gaps. I feel like until you're like 24 plus, mm. the, the eight-year age gap is a no. Like, I feel like mm. if you're 24 plus... And a seven year age gap is too big. Yeah. Like six and under, fine if you're under 24, kind of thing. Yeah. So if you're under 24, so if you're like 23, okay, fine. Six year age gap, fine. You know, stuff like that. At 20, no, if you're 20, I think like I could, I could be like, yeah, six year age gap, fine. Fine. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like I, I, I sometimes I'd be like at twenty six. Who? Why are you talking to a twenty year old? But yeah. at the same time, but I'd be like, it's not that bad. It's not that deep. Yeah. Um, especially like kind of if it's a twenty year old girl and a twenty six year old guy. Twenty mm-hmm. six year old guy is still mental age of twenty. So like I'll be kind <laughs> of like, okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. So, but but twenty four. But I feel like until you're twenty four that's when you can have bigger age gaps up to 10 years I'd say as well yeah 24 seems like the kind of safe age where yeah, it's like, I feel like you're kind of you're kind like of at, like at 24 things have clicked kind yeah, of like thing. you're working probably you're probably working full time yeah you're in a similar routine as someone that's in like the early 30s yeah and you've kind of you've kind of started to know what's going on with life kind of thing mm. like and as well I would say kind of my experience I remember those times you know like there's a lot of people talking about rejection at the moment and stuff but um like yeah, yeah anyway but um so one time I was I was rejected yeah <laughs> like so I was like 24 mm. um and basically when I was yeah yeah okay I was like 24 23 or 24 and um like my friends were asking me we were out and these friends tend to kind of date white guys okay Mm. so they were asking me oh what type of guys do you like Alex let's find Alex a guy and they were just pointing at any any black any black guy just anyone (laughs) and I was just like can you point to someone who's actually who's attractive at least you know like you know just point to someone who's attractive at least um 
Anyway, so they were trying to figure out what was my type. And there was one guy and I was just like, okay, like, uh, so I just went and said, see, he, he is, is my type. Mm-hmm. He's attractive. And he was walking past. So, and he heard me and then he was like, what was that? He came back and was like, what was that? And I, and I, and I just said to him, I was like, oh, I said that, I said that I think you're attractive. I just went up and said it to yeah. him. And, and he was just like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And spoke to me a little bit and he was like, oh, I'll come find you afterwards. Oh, I, I don't think this guy likes black girls. Anyway, we were in okay. a place where where black Your people didn't here. like other black people. Anyway, so yeah, we were yeah. in that kind of okay. that kind of place. And um, anyway, so then afterwards, I just went up to him and just asked him. I was like, "Oh, like, do you do you want my number or what kind of thing?" And I just asked him. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, "Oh, um, how old are you?" And I told him I was twenty four. And he was like, "Oh, well, yeah, I'm thirty two. So mm, you're a bit young." And for me, I'm just like. I'm not that young. Like, am I not making yeah. my own money? Am I not, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay then. But I'm just really thinking like, look, you just, you're just not feeling me. Yeah. Clearly you like white girls. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's fine. But anyway, so like for me, I was like thinking like, I'm 24. I'm not that young, you know? Yeah. And he was 32 and like he's not that much older than me like the age gap mm-hmm. isn't that much um and then i remember like i was in this um group chat and i just and i remember mentioning it in this group chat this is group chat not with my actual friends just with these mm-hmm. random girls and um and i mentioned it in the group chat it was like oh yeah he was trying to say i was too young but it's like blah 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 and then but then the girls in this group chat were older than me so one of the girls was mm-hmm. like yeah well maybe he just wants someone more mature all these young girls <laughs> just think that they want people who are older but maybe he just wants someone more mature i was just like mate i'm sorry that you can't that you're struggling to find a man yeah, but like literally no that's one. not really <laughs> you weren't there it's not really my business like okay um and i was just like yeah whatever <laughs> mm. anyway so in that sense i feel like at 24 when i was making i was living by myself i've moved out of home i mm-hmm. make my own money i've got a job all of this stuff all of these things i don't think there's a maturity level kind of gap where I would be considered too young dating someone who is 10, 10 years older than me. Yeah, yeah. But it is a bit of a kind of like, oh, but then as well, that's still a gap. Taboo. But, yeah, but it's yeah. starting, but the gap is starting to get smaller kind of when you're 24 mm. plus, if you get what I mean. Yeah. The gap starts yeah, to seem smaller. I, but I don't know yeah. what a 34-year-old has with a 20-year-old. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like that way round. Right, so I don't really care what other people do, but say if I'm the girl that has turned up to this wedding, and let's mm-hmm. forget about the fact that he was dating her, this girl, up until the night before the wedding. Me just finding out you as a 32-year-old man, you're, the last person you dated was 20 years old, I think that's enough for me to think, actually, I'm not actually interested in you. Yeah, because it's like, what do you... Okay, I'm sorry, if you can entertain yeah. a 20-year-old... I'm kind of like, what do you have to talk about? Because ain't no twenty year old that 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 that's that mature. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's something a bit like oh, I don't want to say it. Predatory, it's a bit exploitative. Yeah, it's like what what are you finding? Like, I don't. And first, think- what you said. What's so interesting? What are you talking yeah. about? Second of all, why can't you get women your own age? Third of all, where are you meeting? these yeah. people where is it on we- your hinge and your brackets are, are that high are or is you, it in person or yeah are you hanging outside the college like what are you doing <laughs> like, go into like clubs where it's like 18 year olds fresh and ready and as well, like gross I find, it, I find it predatory in the sense as well because it's like are you why is it that you're 
taking some of the best years of that 20 year old's life do you know what yeah, I mean and that they're these not are, an adult adult yeah yeah these <laughs> are their best party years and you're taking that mm-hmm. away from them you're taking away the best years for them to just be in situations for them to just be like you know you, you know to just to go through yeah. those life stages of like oh this boy I really fancy him oh he doesn't want to take me seriously oh, but like you have time then to go through that bullshit because you're 20 mm-hmm. you know yeah. like you're taking away those best those best years and the thing is as well is that you're not serious about dating this 20 year old that's why you're dating her and going unmarried at first sight like yeah, I'm sorry it's true you just, just want to use them you're, yeah you're just using them because you just want want a young ting yeah and it's gross because like really you're definitely not in the same stages of life you're not like they've probably not settled into their career they're probably living with their parents which there's nothing wrong with that but like could be still at university yeah could still yeah I just find it so odd I find it so unattractive and Mm -hmm. yeah I I think I'd rather not know like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to ask those kind of questions because it would it'd literally be but the thing is for me I don't think like do you mean ask the questions as in oh have you dated really young before or ask the questions as in Mm -mm. just because they found out about her but the thing is is that it's not even their fault that they found out about her he was dating her right up until his wedding so of course it was going to come out yeah and she didn't ask she didn't go digging for them like someone approach her with it yeah Um, of course of course it was going to come out I thought it was sad and gross but she doesn't seem is. to have a problem with the age thing like she went at least on on the camera she weren't talking about the age thing she was just talking about like the fact that he was dating that someone dating. so close to the show yeah and like saying things like oh when I come out of here blah 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 blah. so he's not taking the process seriously so it's like you're not trying to be married basically yeah yeah and then I guess another thing if we have time I just want to bring it up so there's this guy called Shannon and he's awful as well <laughs> he um he I think the girl that he's dated or married to is called Leighton and there's this challenge where you there's all the pictures of all the guys and all the girls in the experiment and the girls have got to put in order the guys that they find most attractive to the least and the guys have got to do the same with the girls and Shannon the guy he put his wife in the top three but not number one he said this girl was number one because if I was to bring her home to my friends they'd be so impressed like they'd be like wow and this is one of the girls that they're in the process with like he sees her at the functions and stuff <laughs> what the and then, hell I know and then he put her like third second or third and then he stood there and he was like talking to himself he was like I really need to be honest with myself like and do no, this get, do this seriously and then he was like okay, I'm going to move you back. So he moved her back to like fifth or sixth or something like that. What? His wife. And then he said, these women here, they're clearly naturally beautiful. Like they're naturally (gasps) very beautiful. But like he said, the thing is with you is that I've seen you without makeup on. So I know what you look like naturally. I don't know what they look like naturally. And she was just standing there gobsmacked. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, see, this is, this is the thing with these men. Yeah. These men Mm. don't know makeup and they don't understand how makeup works. And I'm sorry. I bet you all of those women Mm -hmm. don't have a natural makeup look. They have that. They have like the natural makeup, makeup look. Yeah. But not as in a natural makeup look where no, they can like, take off their makeup and look exactly the same. 
No, they don't. Like, there's the girls in the top, they've all got like lip filler or like some sort of Botox. And like, not all of them, but most of them do. And the others that don't, it's like they've got winged eyeliner, they've got all the makeup done. So, so like, so yeah, what you're that, saying is that you would not be attracted to your wife when you see her without makeup or just your girlfriend, mm-hmm. your partner in general. When you see them without makeup, you won't be attracted to them. That's what he's saying. So he, he proceeded a few days later to tell her that. He was like, I'm not attracted to you. Oh, and, like, my God. And you're, he said, you're not bad looking. You're, no, you're good looking, but you're not good looking to me. That's literally what he said. <laughs> and I bet this guy isn't even the bee's He's knees. awful. He's like the worst <laughs> one out of all of them. <laughs> he needs to put thing. some SPF because he's always red. <laughs> oh gosh, these men, kind of like kind of like Damien from Love is Blind. Yeah, these men... <laughs> They, they, they are so quick to criticize and all of that. And these times they look like a thumb. Like, yeah. it's just, nah, it's, it's just mad. Especially when their girlfriends are pretty and they're kind. Yeah. That's one thing that I don't like. Aww. It's like, this girl is gentle and kind and you're being nasty. But he, he's like uh, disguising it in, oh, I'm tr- I need to be honest. We need to be honest throughout this process. And it's like, you don't. You don't, don't feel honest. But this is the do. thing. Honesty and cruelty are two very different things. <laughs> it's true. You don't need to be cruel. And you know that that whole thing, be cruel to be cry- kind. No, that's yeah, fake. Yeah. That's bullshit. You don't need to be cruel to be kind. You don't need to do that. You don't. It's okay. And I think the guys keep saying that. And I, I honestly think, in my personal opinion, if I was playing that game, mm-hmm. I'd want my husband to put me number one, regardless, even if there yeah. is Beyonce. I'm sorry. That's how you play the game. Yeah, you don't, like you don't need to be honest. I didn't ask for your one. honesty. I didn't <laughs> ask for your honesty. <laughs> because the thing is, like, beauty standards wise. Honestly, to things... me, I am the most beautiful. I am the apple of your eye, honestly, yes. to you. Honestly. <laughs> like, like <laughs> really, I I should be the most beautiful thing to you. Even if I'm not the most conventionally attractive on that list. No, you no, should look I at am. me and think to I'm you, the most attractive. To you. <laughs> I am yeah. the most conventionally attractive person ever in the whole world. To you. Yeah, to you. <laughs> at the end. And it's called Married at and First I, Sight, so you shouldn't be judging my looks anyway. <laughs> I saw this you TikTok. You decided to come on here. <laughs> it's true. I saw this TikTok and it was like a guy was talking about when a man falls in love with a woman. I don't know how true this is, but he, he sees this woman as like the most perfect the perfect like you fall in love with things that you probably wouldn't normally find attractive but that person becomes your type that's your new type mm-hmm. because you you love this person so much that that's your type so i just feel like that should be the case with everyone like your partner well, yeah that's the same with first. women as well yeah yeah it yeah that's so but true th- this is this is what shows that these shows married at first sight love is blind is bullshit <laughs> they're not for love <laughs> clearly love is not blind clearly you can't get married mm-hmm. at first sight um yeah so not in this way because mm-hmm. um, obviously I know that there's arranged marriages that work extremely well um, in, in lots of in lots of different communities and cultures um, yeah yeah but in this way clearly no it's a load of shit um, actually can we quickly 
speak on Love is Blind. Um, new season of Love is Blind mm-hmm. is out, guys. I'm sure you guys are watching it. I'm not doing very well binging it because it's, it's boring. It's not live. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think anything can it's top. It's getting good now. Is oh it? Gosh. Okay, okay. I don't think mm-hmm. anything can top the first season, that first episode yeah, that of first. the first season of Love is Blind. I don't think Lauren anything can top that. No one mm-hmm. can top Lauren and Cameron. Um, and sorry, because we were all invested in that. At first, we were all like, no, but we were all invested in that relationship from their, from their conversations. Yeah. We were like, shit nah is love blind we were really like considering maybe it is but every other season they're still together it is for them (laughs) every other season no it has not been giving um Mm. you know we've got we've got love is blind rejects on the perfect match which um we will we will talk about that one day we will talk a bit more in depth catch up with that like yeah that would be my new thing my new reality tv what the perfect match there's not, yeah, there's not too much to... to get through and you can mm-hmm. have it on in the background you don't really need to pay no attention um, yeah, but yeah. yeah we will kind of have a full on debrief of the perfect match because mm-hmm. yeah but anyway first episode Kwame mm. um, the first two <clears throat> seconds he's like people have judged uh, my, my old partners their parents are racist and didn't like me I just thought okay we know your type then <laughs> <laughs> alright also um, I just find why are you dating racist people <laughs> sorry because yeah, so like, if their parents please. are racist they have bits of racism also what I find interesting is that um, so like he, he he attracts his type though because he managed to have two blonde yep. women on him in a love triangle with him ish mm-hmm. ish not really um, yeah managed to have two blonde women on him like somehow he senses that they're blonde like I think he mm. I think he's got a sixth sense for it he so. has like spider senses yeah I, I definitely yeah he's a strange character and I can tell whatever happens his relationship won't work out because <laughs> He just seems to he seems to be too he wants his eggs in all of the baskets. Uh, he, he likes looks like the desired. type like an SK, yeah. but SK was being very sneaky about it. But I guess like yeah. this is um um I'm guessing this is the difference between Nigerians and Ghanaians because um Kwame is a Ghanaian name. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing he's Ghanaian. <laughs> but you know, but he might yeah. not be. But um but anyway. But like just the way how he said, "Oh yeah, I was going to come on this show as Alex." Are you okay? Yeah. If you if you don't go by Alex in your everyday life, like shut the fuck up. Like whitewashing his name like, for a yeah, reality what, TV show. Yeah, like can you not so just so you can get more matches? Are you joking? Like shut <laughs> up. You know, like that's just he that's, wants. He wants to be loved. He wants to be desired. He wants to be desired by the white by the, by the white blonde bitches. That's what. Mm. But um. Yeah, it's just giving me embarrassing. It's just giving me... It's just embarrassing. It's, and it's just giving me like, mm-hmm. okay, you came on the you came on the show Love is Blind, but clearly to you, Love is not blind. Yeah. You you just want true. Love to be blind on their side. Mm. <laughs> That's what it's giving. You just want them to be blind mm-hmm. and be in love with you. Um, and also, another thing that I'm noticing, um, I'm sorry, why is there like clicky girls like girly clicks yeah because I'm sorry it's real mean girl energy this this Irina I don't think she's we have not seen her in the pods at all I don't think she's talking to anyone she's never on any dates Mm -mm. but why is she there giggling kikiing laughing with Micah laughing about oh look or let me eavesdrop and listen to her laughing that she's crying 
Yeah, laughing at all the crying girls. What the fuck? Where is your man? They get worse. Look, you they went get on to so love is, I'm sorry, Irina, you went on to love is blind and couldn't make anyone fall in love with you. I'm sorry, you should be the one crying. <laughs> like, come on now. Come on. Let's be serious. Um, yeah. But that's all yeah. I'm up to yet in Love is Blind. That's that's where I'm at. Oh, what about the black couple? Have you seen them yet? Oh, I've seen them. I've seen I them get engaged. Oh, they're, um, so, they're so attractive. I think they are they're very, so attractive. They're a very attractive couple. And oh there's... my gosh. It was so sad that she fell asleep. Oh yeah, I thought he, thought, he thought he was rejected. She fell asleep, <laughs> and I was like, "But I, like, I, he was literally." I'm sorry though. Um, I've been he's there. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Someone will be telling me something important, and I fall asleep. I'm just like, "Oh, this is this is the problem with Love Is Blind now because you know you can't even see that they're that they're gone to sleep and they haven't gone deep enough in their sleep to be snoring yet for you to hear that they're snoring." Mm. You know, like, um, and it, that can On be the taken. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that can be taken in any way because it's just like what I was trying to confess my yeah, love to true. you and you and fell you're asleep. Bored. Like yeah. <laughs> you were bored. But anyway, what were you gonna say? On the um honeymoon, there's oh, this like the... clip. Now I won't I won't tell you anything, but they okay. make it look like a pool no, the way that people are like grinding on each other in bed. <laughs> like it's really Why I'm shocked. Doing there's that? this like montage of like the couples all like getting like so close and steamy and I just thought Jesus Christ they didn't do that in the love seasons I know I know I'll be watching Love Island or Love is Blind or Too Hot to Handle Mm. which is it I think they're trying to make it more raunchy but I feel like they shouldn't because it's meant to be a bit more authentic like I thought I felt like it was better when they were kind of when you know when the couples were talking and insinuating Mm. if they have if they have or had not have not had sex yet or whatever you know like they're talking like it's kind of like a couple's retreat they're seeing how close people Mm -hmm. are and then other people get a bit kind of yeah. put off because other couples are close so quickly and then you it's know true. and it kind like, of changes what am I doing the... wrong? yeah I feel like yeah. that's better than we don't need to see it like these are real people no. now like I feel like mm-hmm. what I like about Love is Blind is that it feels more real even though it's very yeah, it casted that's so true I think um, I think what's interesting as well is that a lot of people like just throughout all the seasons their relationships don't work because they're not attracted to their partners and it's like maybe you should have considered that before going on this show because I know I can go on there because I need to be physically attracted to the person that I'm going to marry this is the thing yeah because I know Mm. for me that I can date someone that I don't necessarily find physically attractive from the get-go and I know that I can Mm. but I know that I couldn't go on this show because I'm just like I just know that I couldn't go on there. I know, like, for me, love is not blind. Like, I... And I know that for myself. Like, and the thing is, is that... Okay, cool. Yeah, I've dated people who haven't been that attracted to and who aren't Mm. the most attractive people. Yes, I have. However, but, like, for me being able to look at them, gauge their personality and stuff like that, I become attracted to them. So, for me, love Mm. is not blind. I need to gauge your personality from what I see because imagine... Imagine if I was on Love is Blind, yeah? Remember that guy who I felt like he had no facial expression? Imagine if that was the guy on the other side of the wall. (laughs) Then we come out, like, the guy wasn't not attractive. He's an attractive guy, but he's not moving his mouth. He's, he's like, he's laughing. His eyes aren't squinting up. He's not... Oh, he had the same name as me. <laughs> it was a it was a guy I, I met him at a party. Wait, what show's this? Huh? Love is blind. Show. This is my real life. Oh, is it sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I reckon 
recognize the story, but I was like, hmm. Yeah, this is where. the story of my real life. Like, I'm just saying, imagine if if I went on Love is Blind and the other person behind the wall has no facial expressions when they laugh. Yeah. You know, like that. No. Like, I could fall in love with them, sure. But when I meet them, I'll be put off because it's like, you have no facial expression. I told you a funny mm. story. You're laughing your head off, but you're you're like your mouth your mouth and your eyes aren't moving like that's scary like a ventriloquist doll <laughs> <laughs> like that, oh. that's terrifying you know so it is terrifying yeah for me love is not blind it's not same I'll say it every day like I can't I just couldn't it's my idea of hell dating someone that I'm not attracted to <laughs> to when it's like as well I don't know if I'd be able to go back to doing that now as well after my experience now I don't know if I could go back mm. to dating people who I'm not that attracted to yeah it probably wouldn't work not not now but yeah because you're dating someone attractive <laughs> yeah so you're like I, I don't, don't have to I don't I don't think I could do go I don't know if I could go back <laughs> yeah I don't know if I could I'm sorry yeah the person I dated is just he's like gorgeous <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> Anyway, let's not give him a big head. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We'll talk more about Love is Blind, though, because I'm going to have more to say. And yeah. at first sight. And then we'll do the perfect match as well. We'll do a whole reality TV Oh yeah, segment. we'll do a whole reality TV debrief. Don't you worry, because mm-hmm. we've got things to say, especially about these black men who want to cry over white women. Hmm. Mm. we now have love is blind to add to that okay (laughs) Um, (sighs) don't you find it funny though sorry just I know that we'll come on to this but don't you find it funny that that okay that black men okay obviously some certain black Mm -hmm. men find it easy to convey emotion for white women but but if it was black yeah. women, they can't convey that emotion. It's true. Or you don't see that hardly at all on TV or on like Anytime. movies or anything. Like you, you rarely see a black man crying about how much they desire and want a black woman. Mm. Yeah. Or how they've hurt their feelings. Yeah. Or you don't even see mm. but to be honest, like in a in a in a society where we don't see black my black men convey any emotion mm. at all. Though I have actually two, two black men have cried in front of me. I've had two. Um, for you or just in front of you? Not for me. Like one mm. was kind of for me. And then the, but mm. the other one, like they, they let their guard down. They were very vulnerable um, mm. about, about things. And I was just like, okay, like I'm here for you. Don't, don't worry kind of thing. Um, mm. But Yeah. And even There's a then, nice conversation on Bl- Love Is Blind about that. Actually, like the black men when they're together, they mm. like I don't I don't want to give away too much, but they have a nice conversation about like mental health and like expressing emotions and stuff, yeah. which is really well, nice. Because Kwame's crying all the time. Yeah, because he's just in tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, what's awkward no, with Love to- Is Blind as well is just because it's mm. like they're in tears and they but they know the other, the people that 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 person has gone for. Yeah, it's true. It's and so they're, awkward. They're sometimes there. <laughs> this is like oh, fucking hell. 
but yeah it is really awkward but I think that the conversation came about because someone doesn't know how to express that they like that they really are into their partner and it's interesting <laughs> that <laughs> well you're on this tv show and you don't know how to say that you you're <laughs> yeah they just don't know it's like they they're not even I don't know they're just not giving what they want to give basically and they don't know how to give <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that's hilarious that's so mm. funny Oh, anyway, yeah, we'll we'll get onto the we'll get back with some more reality TV next week. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, yeah, this episode wasn't meant to be two hours, but here we are. Um, mm. What are you injecting this week? I'm injecting now that it's light outside. Stay active. Get out. Mm. Make the most of the fresh air. Yes. Yeah. Stretch your legs. Yeah, stretch your legs, stretch your what legs, you? flexible body. Um, so mm-hmm. that was something from like when I was in like year five. <laughs> there was this we went we went to like um a school trip to like Alton Alton Castle it was, and there's these mm. boys and they did like this talent show from a different school. Like we, there was this we had a whole talent show, but these boys from a different school decided that they were doing adverts and they had costumes mm. and everything. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and they did like Sheila's wheels and stuff like that. They did like, they had like <laughs> pink dresses and everything. But um, I don't know. I don't know. No, I think this was like my friends that did this. No, I don't know. There was one group and they did this song. They were, they were going bendy legs, flexible body. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why it's in my head because he said stretch your legs. So I was just like, oh, bendy legs, flexible body. Anyway, sorry. Um... <laughs> Yeah, what am I injecting? I'm injecting... Um, no, because I was literally... I was in such a... Not in a foul mood, but I was just in a bad mood today. I was just mm. feeling down. And and I just didn't mm-hmm. get it because I was like, the sun is out, so I shouldn't be feeling down. But yeah. right now, just doing the podcast has like really uplifted my spirit. So oh, I just good. want to kind of like inject, you know what, like... You know, like even if you're feeling a bit down throughout the day, you're feeling a bit like ugh, agitated, you're feeling a bit like stagnant, because mm. that's that's kind mm-hmm. of what I'm feeling at the moment. Not like kind of remember the things and look forward to things that are going to keep your energy positive and that are going to uplift you. Mm. Like remember kind of the things that's like, okay, look, don't need to be stressing about the about this because things are going to work out and I'm, you know, prioritizing my health and prioritizing what makes me happy. And I just need to go through this mm. situation at this moment. But when I get home, I can do something that brings me joy. I can do something that um, lifts my spirits. Um, and I think just mm. trying to remember the things that are going to lift your spirits and bring you joy because, um, yeah, like coming home, actually, to be honest, coming home, um, a girl from work, she gave me a plant that is dying on mm. her. So like, which like, <laughs> that makes me happy getting free plants. And like, mm. I'm very excited to try and repot it now <laughs> after, after yeah. recording this podcast, because I don't know when, uh, what other time I'll be able to try and repot it and try and see if I can save it or not. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, but just like kind of keep hold of the things that, you know, gives you joy just to try and kind of keep you going in the moments when you're feeling just really down and feeling just really shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like things, things will work out. Everything's going to be fine. Um, and again, true. money is going to come back to you. Money is coming back to you. 
yeah yeah Love yeah that. Very positive. <laughs> yeah, have to try. I try my best. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Injected Podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed. We hope that you're feeling the positive, the positive vibes. Um, yeah, you can find us at Injected underscore Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at alxndr underscore nic on Instagram. And you can find me at DEA and NNAB underscore on Instagram. Yep, yep. And we hope that you enjoy this episode again. Tweet us, follow mm-hmm. us, um, send us a message on DM us, um, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Apple, tell us what you thought about this episode, you know, all of yes. the all of the above. Um, and we hope that yes, you enjoyed please. again. And we hope that you have a lovely rest of your week and a great weekend. And yeah, we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye.